Hello, hello. You are listening to Apricity. Apricity means the warmth of the sun in the winter. My hope is that this podcast feels like a warm hug on a cold winter day. And I'm in the studio in Silver Lake right now with a very special guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Mafe. You might or might not know me from the I Missed Me podcast. And yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. So excited. I'm so, so, so excited. Do you want to tell us a little bit about I Miss Me and how you started your podcast? Yeah, I started in 2022. I think it was around September. I was on my gap year before I was supposed to start college. And I was in a very little point in my life where I, I just feel like I needed to talk with someone. And at the time, like podcasts weren't like a really like big thing. I was recording myself on my phone for a very long time, just kind of having conversations with myself. And there, there was a point where I just like kind of started feeling a little better through having conversations with myself. And long story short, I, I just felt better and better and better. And to the point where I just didn't even feel like I had to, you know, turn my phone on anymore because I didn't really have any much to say. And when I was feeling better, I was kind of just like, there's probably people going through this too. And maybe I can, you know, share my voice notes and, and it can help people. So that's how it started. I love that so much. So it's kind of like you were giving therapy to yourself. To myself, yeah. Where would you record them? Like on walks or? It was before going to sleep. You can be distracted all day, like with your phone, with your family, with your friends, but then everything really hits you when you're like about to go to sleep and you're in bed and you're just like, shit, I'm like really, really sad. So that was kind of like, for me, that that, that was, the, that was the, the time where I felt the most sad. And it never started as an idea of like, I want to have a podcast. It was just more like, I have these voice notes and they can be helpful. So let me just like put them out. So you were 19 years old, 18 years old at this time? Yeah, I was 18. That is crazy. So you started this podcast at a really young age. Mm -hmm. I mean, I always like sold candy at my school. I was like that girl that would like illegally sell candy at school when I was like 13. Yeah, when I was 16, I started my clothing brand. And ever since then, I'm like, this is what I want to be my own boss for the rest of my life. So that's so cool. Can I ask you what sign you are? I'm a Leo. I don't really know that much about it. All I know is that I'm a Leo. And I do have some Leo characteristics. <laughs> I do have a very strong temper and I'm like opinionated, which I know that Leos are. So, <laughs> And you, you exude that confidence, the Leo confidence. Thank mm-hmm. you. <laughs> I feel like a Leo. That for sure, I don't think I, I would be any other zodiac sign. I think that I, I like the role of leadership in the sense of inspiration. Like I want to be someone who inspires people and I think only a leader can. So that's where I feel it the most. Yeah, like very opinionated. I, I really don't care about what others think about me. In that sense, like, I think that that's like Leo traits. So No, that's fully Leo traits. Yeah. And how do you think that you having those characteristics has turned into you having a podcast? Yeah. Like, do you think that those things kind of like correlate? Have you always been that way? Yeah, 100%. And I think not only the podcast but like social media in general I feel like it's not a space for everyone it requires a lot of you know mental strength especially at the beginning where it's like you have to get rid of fear of judgment fear of not being good enough fear of you know getting over competition and there's always going to be someone that has more followers than you there's always going to be someone that has like more listeners than you and it requires like a lot of mental strength to like stay on your lane and don't compare yourself so I think that 
for me it's been more more that like I've never been someone who is scared of what others are going to think about me and I have a lot of people around me who want to do social media want to start their own like clothing brand or like their own thing and just don't because of other people's opinions and I for me that's never been like an issue and if it is I just get over it super quick because I, I don't like feeling like I'm wasting my time because of someone else's opinion so that's a very like Leo like mindset so the title I miss me mm-hmm. that to me comes off like there was a time where you didn't feel in your power and you didn't feel like yourself there was a point in my in my life where I was forgetting what the important things were and I was like prioritizing what was not really important yeah I just hit this rock bottom point where I was just like I have to like reprioritize like what is actually important to me so I feel like at that point I was losing myself a little bit and it was a time where my clothing brand was blowing up and I was going through a breakup. I was going through a friendship breakup. And I was a 16-year-old seeing all, like, all of these followers overnight of the money, the orders, and everything. I feel like I was becoming more addicted to this instead of, like again, prioritizing what was actually important to me. And you just kind of like lose yourself and you're not even, you don't even realize that you lose yourself until, until it's like, I don't even know who I am. And so I missed me as kind of just the reflection of what my process was to coming back to what was really important did you have a particular moment where you were like this is rock bottom or was it an accumulation I can like pinpoint dates like I was in a relationship my first relationship and that's always the one that that hurt more because now if I went through a breakup like I I for sure know how I would handle it better but nobody trains you or prepares you to go through your first breakup so I kind of just felt it in my heart that we were outgrowing each other and I was crying and I was grieving that relationship even before the relationship ended in a way of like I just knew that it was over like I knew that it was over I didn't want to accept it but I I, in the back of my mind I knew and I would just start crying out of nowhere and so I just kind of sat in the car with my mom and she was like what's going on and I'm like nothing 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 you know that like nothing where you have like the knot on your throat and you just like want to cry and that that day I was we were outside of this UPS store and I was dropping off packages for the clothing brand and I was just like I'm not happy I like I've never been more miserable in my entire life um and she was like well in the back of your mind like you know what you have to do and it was just like I have to break up with my boyfriend. I have to break up with my friend that's not being good for me right now. I have to, you know, take time for myself because at the time when my clothing brand blew up, we sold like a thousand hoodies in a week and I had to take care of all of that. So I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. I wasn't anything. It was just like work, 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 work. And I was just like exhausted. That day, everything just hit me and I was with my mom and she was like, well, you know, we're here for you, but like, you know what you have to do. And I think that that day is like, that day I'm never gonna forget yeah yeah it Mm -hmm. sucks that we have to get to that point where we're like I'm so miserable and you can have good things happening Mm -hmm. at the same time of being in a low point like your clothing brand was blowing up a hundred percent so what did that look like when you were like okay I need to end this relationship I need to end these friendships what were the first steps you took to start to feel like yourself again yeah like you were saying I feel like you can have everything and still not be happy like I had an amazing boyfriend like nothing bad was like it was not a toxic relationship at all I had an amazing best friend at the time that I wasn't appreciating enough I had the dream any business owner wants that is like your clothing brand blowing up overnight like I literally had everything and I wasn't happy and so for me 
and I go back to like my favorite quote of all time is that the most important thing is to always keep the most important things the most important things and so for me I feel like I wasn't doing that at all then the process was okay what are the most important things that I have to remain and keep the most important things for the rest of my life and that's my family resting eating prioritizing the people that are important to me prioritizing the things that I actually enjoy doing you know uh playing tennis which is something that I've always loved my whole entire life is just like what are those things that are the important things that you're not seeing as important right now that maybe if you start doing again they can make you happy and so it was like this whole process of like journaling and meditating and taking a step back and allowing myself to rest and spending more time with my family and reprioritizing things I love that quote I'm gonna start Mm -hmm. I'm gonna start using that because I always say to myself just one thing at a time Mm -hmm. just so I can focus on what's most important and like be in that moment because a lot of the time my brain is like going 70 miles an hour in different directions and so I like that for kind of like prioritizing and delegating like what is the most important especially today where I feel like everything is just moving so fast that you feel like you have to keep up the pace and it's like on social media even like with trends or like even cancel culture with it's like you're one day you're canceling this person and two weeks later you forget or like one day this is trending and in two weeks you forget it everything is just moving so fast that we feel like if we don't keep up with the speed that everything is moving at then we're gonna be left behind and so we always have to like keep moving at the speed that social media is moving that people are moving that everything is moving and it's like maybe we're not ready to move as fast and that's okay and it doesn't mean that you're going to be behind and I think a lot of that is knowing when to establish boundaries Mm -hmm. for yourself so I'm curious Mm -hmm. for you how do you establish boundaries what do boundaries look like Mm -hmm. in your life it's something that I still struggle with today I've definitely gotten so much better at like understanding the things that I do and because of the things that I do the things that I deserve and then based on the things that I know that I deserve not accepting any less and that I feel like has been a difficulty for me I stopped having new year's resolutions because I think that that is very unrealistic especially again with how fast the world moves for me it's just more like I want to maintain mindsets more than resolutions and it's like no matter what happens in my life no matter what I accomplish or don't or what I do or what I don't I want to maintain this certain mindset and so for me it's just like learning how to say no and learning that saying no is okay and also it's not rude to say no I feel like I would just not say no because I don't want this person to hate me or this person to think that I'm again rude or you know I don't want to feel like I'm missing out but it comes back to again like maintaining your boundaries and making no part of your boundaries and knowing that it's okay to stick with those boundaries as like non-negotiables I would say we have to align and and we were talking about this yesterday I think like the values is like the most important thing for me is like I have such an amazing family that has loved me my whole entire life and for me to accept any less than what I've received my whole entire life I feel like it would be a, a dishonor to me and to the way that I was raised and to the way that I have been living for the past 20 years of you know my entire life you have to have something that you look forward to because I have so many things that I look forward to and that motive that motivate me that you have to have the same thing for yourself yeah and I think once you have those things that are motivating you and that you are waking up for in the morning your nose becomes so much more clear mm-hmm. like I was saying to my friends last night I have so many more commitments now with mm-hmm. my work and what I'm working towards that I don't have time for the old activities that I used to and it's a bummer but 
it's also really exciting and your new life is going to cost you your old one it's so true like you have to be like okay tomorrow I have to be up at like 5 a.m for a shoot I'm not going to go out partying tonight I can't like I'm going to go do a face mask make some tea clean my house do the things that are going to recharge me so that I can show up in those moments you know 100% and it doesn't mean that the things that you're not going to do aren't fun or the things that you're doing are fun it's just like again life keeps moving and if you want to grow you have to keep moving with life that's one thing that I've had to like keep reminding myself constantly is like I dropped out of college a month ago it just didn't make me happy at all I I was like there for three months and I was like it's so hard to make friends in college I don't know how people do it it is really hard it's really hard just because you have to be in like a club or like a sport or something to a sport to like actually meet people and for me that wasn't my priority my priority was like I want to get out of class as soon as possible because I want to go home and edit or record or you know make a video and so it wasn't for me so of course I would have wanted to have a college experience where I had this big ass group of friends and we went partying we, we were clubbing like that's fun for me too but then at the same time what's more important to me and like my my priority right now is just like my message and and you know what I really do feel like I came into this world to like deliver and it's like my voice and everything that I that I share and like even now I'm my friends are hanging out without me back home and I'm like here by myself and I'm like missing out time with my dog or with my family or with my parents but like at the same time it's like going back to putting yourself first and and being like I this makes me happy like I've never been more happy in my entire life and I'm here by myself and that's okay too you know yeah it sounds like you have become very comfortable with being alone mm-hmm. and doing things on your own mm-hmm. what do you think has helped you become more comfortable being on your own, learning to do things alone, also saying no to what the majority of people are doing. Because I think a lot of people your age and my age, the reason they don't pursue their goals is because they're really just feeling like they're going to miss out on Mm -hmm. things. It goes back to the like self question of what is, what is missing out to you? Like, what do you want to miss out on? It's like, I'm missing out too of like, you know, going partying and being with friends, but I prefer missing out on that than missing out on this, you know? And it's like, what do you want to miss out on? My relationship with loneliness has been, like, interesting because growing up, I hated myself completely. I, like, grew up playing tennis, and I've told this story, like, multiple times um, on my podcast, but I grew up playing tennis, and tennis is a sport that, for my tennis players, requires a lot of mental strength, like, a lot, because you're in accord by yourself and you can be losing and you still have to like cheer yourself up and like you know never give up whatever I wasn't that type of person like I was like you're a loser you're useless like I would like hit myself I would like constantly be bleeding because I would hit myself with the racket multiple times and I just like I was 10 years old like I grew up like hating myself and I played the sport for 11 years it was 11 years of my life that I was just like tennis 24 7 and I didn't have any friends I wouldn't go out like it was just like go to school play tennis then go home and then play tennis again so that was my life for a very long time and I grew up hating myself and then um when you don't have a good relationship with yourself you don't have a good relationship with other people and so I grew up not having a good relationship with other people and being very selfish and self-conceited and I feel like a little bit narcissistic and a little bit you know like just selfish in general until I went through a breakup and 
that dude completely humbled me in the most beautiful way possible <laughs> because um I know that he like genuinely loved me and wanted what's what was best for me and when someone who loves you is able to like honestly look at you and be like these are the things that you have to work on I was like okay shit like maybe those are the things that I actually have to work on I think that was that point for me I mean I was going through I didn't have my boyfriend I didn't have my best friend and you know my sisters were doing their stuff and my parents were also doing their stuff and so for me I feel like I was forced into the space of loneliness and I think that a lot of times we avoid having conversations with ourselves because we are afraid of feeling pain but until we don't have those conversations with ourselves then we are going to carry pain until we don't sit down and you know allow our, our brains to speak to us because they constantly want to and so I kind of just I was like okay let me just like listen to my brain a little bit and turns out that I wasn't as bad of a person that I was you know believing that I was and I only discovered that through having conversations with myself I just needed a little bit of more clarity and that clarity only comes when you're when you give yourself that space to listen to yourself if that makes any sense but yeah, <laughs> yeah. you sound like such a self-aware person uh, like yeah. to be able to be honest with yourself and like drop your ego and be like I was being selfish and but then also to come to that point of being like wait a minute we're doing the best we can like all the reason I'm so unhappy and it's outwardly projecting in the world and my relationships and the way that I'm treating people is because I don't treat myself well Mm -hmm. my relationship with myself was definitely reflected on the relationship I had with other people and today I have such a good relationship with myself that I I don't think I've ever been able to relate to people in such a beautiful way I love my friends with my whole entire heart. The people that I meet, like I I genuinely feel like we're able to connect in such a deeper level. And I know that that's just because I'm connected with myself in, in such a deep level. And so I do think that your relationship with yourself reflects on every single other relationship that you have in your life. And so, yeah, that's kind of how I started building my relationship with loneliness is just understanding that you can never feel lonely if you like the person that you're alone with. And how did you decide who and what has access to your energy in that process now or yeah now well in that process it was really hard because it's like a drug like you have withdrawals and you know there's days where you just want company or there's days where you're still kind of in that you know building process and you want someone to be there for you so you reached out to that toxic ass person and I was in a really really toxic like situationship with the worst person ever for two years and it was like while I was building that relationship with myself and I kind of just hit a a breaking point last year where where it's like I have this podcast where I'm talking about self-growth and I'm talking about being my best friend and at the same time I'm allowing this so there's like it's living two different lives I'm living two different lives and I'm I'm not lying on this one but then I'm not lying on this one either so like what do I really want and like what I really want is to be aligned with this one and so that was kind of like if you really 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 want to you know live the life that you say that you want to live then you're gonna have to let this one go and so that's why I feel like I'm so happy today is because I've never felt like my boundaries are as strong as they are now but that's just because I hit that breaking point of like why am I lying to myself like you know I'm helping so many people and the person that I actually should be helping is me what was toxic about the situation Chip? Uh, it was just he was just not a person that would not even the bare minimum like not even like 
texting like he wouldn't smoke weed like he dropped out of college but was wasn't doing anything with his life i'm like not that dropping out of college is a bad thing but like you have to have something going for yourself and he just did not he was surrounded with like the worst friends like the worst influence and he was like party drinking weed um he didn't want to change no not at all not at all he just talked to me whenever he wanted to talk to me he would ghost me and then appear whenever he wanted to appear and it was just like I was sobbing like the whole day just for me to like receive a text and be like oh it's fine or like I would stay in bed and like don't do anything until I got a text and then when I got a text I was like okay I'm ready to like get my day going and I'm like that's so horrible like be being dependent on like someone else's text when a text is like a bare minimum yeah it's like what are you doing? And it's addictive. Like, that's it, so yeah, addictive. It really is. You want that gratification from them, and then they withdraw it from you, yeah. and then you're waiting, and then you're like, wait, do I even like this person, or is my yeah, brain just addicted yeah. to this? Does he even, like, align with the things that I'm looking for? Like, and a big thing for me is that I that I don't even know where I heard this quote from. I don't even know if it's, like, I pulled it out of my ass but I don't know where it is but if someone were to tell you that you're just like the person that you're with how would you feel and so if someone were to tell me that I was just like him I would be so offended I would be like what the fuck like I don't want to be like this person at all and so it's like you're the product of your environment you attract people that you're you know in the same frequency as and the fact that you're allowing him in your life means that you want to like lower your frequency to his and like I don't want to do that for myself and so that was kind of the realization point of like no like I, this is not someone I want to be with be like or have around yeah that's such a great way to evaluate anyone in your life yeah and it's for everyone like friends and if someone were to tell me I'm just like my best friend I would be so like genuinely happy because like I she's amazing I love her she's like my sister and like she She's just like, I know we're vibrating in the same frequency. If someone were to tell me I'm just like my sister, I would be like so honored. But if someone were to tell me that I that I'm just like all of the guys that I've talked to, I would be super offended. What advice would you give to someone who's in a toxic situationship right now or who's going through something similar? I wouldn't judge them at all because I've been there and I feel like the more judgment that you have towards yourself, the more that you're resisting acceptance and change. Um and also, I would tell you that the only reason why you're there is because we are wired for comfort and you have made that your comfort zone. And yes, it is going to be hard to leave, but on the long run, it is going to be harder to stay. And most of the times we know that we have to leave. Like, it's just so comfortable to be there that leaving and then, you know, experiencing peace is just like super uncomfortable. Like, if you, and I, this is something that happened to me, too. Like, I would, like, stop talking with him for a few months, and I, my life would feel so peaceful that it was almost boring. And I'm like, what if I call him? What if I text him? But it's just, like, again, I had made that my comfort zone, that being at peace felt almost, like, uncomfortable. And because our brain is wired for comfort, it's going to want to go back. So you just have to get used to, you just have to make peace your comfort zone and then eventually if you stay there for long enough and you know resist and resist then you're never going to want to go back there so it's just about feeling okay with nothing happening and understanding that peace is not boring it's healthy but because you're not used to healthy places you feel like it's uncomfortable i think that's such great advice because a lot of people are like 
well, I've tried to do all those things and it's it's not very fun or like it's boring. Doing it for the plot or it's just like a big thing on social media is like, let's do things for the plot. Like when you realize that the plot actually has consequences and it's like, yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> but also like our brains, I I can't explain this as well as a scientist could, but like you get huge amounts of dopamine mm-hmm. when you're in a situation that is chaotic and you come out on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. The reason we stay in those chaotic situations is because of the way it affects our brain. Yeah. Like, you get those huge dopamine hits, and then you get the low, and then you get the high. Like, when they text you, you're at the high, then you're at the low. And so you're all the time on this constant, like, wave of being high and low and high and low. And I've realized, like, I don't crave the highs and lows, and I would much rather feel more neutral Mm -hmm. and have peace. But it it takes a long time. It takes a really long... It's really, like, you... It takes a lot of anxiety to be like to sit with anxiety and be like okay i'm feeling anxiety but it's not a bad thing you know i would just get urges of anxiety of like you have to text this person you have to call this person just like just anxiety rushes of like you have to just sit with your anxiety and know it's gonna pass and know that like it, it doesn't want to take you to good places and it's ultimately that we we human beings are animals at the end of the day and so animals are wired for survival we're all wired for survival and so if you have gotten your brain used to all of these highs and lows of emotions where you feel anxiety and you feel sad and you feel super happy and you feel all of this like pleasure you know emotions and you have made that your comfort zone and you have gotten your brain used to this is where we survive then taking away all of those things um from your brain uh feels almost like threatening and so your brain feels like it's going to die if it's not receiving all of these things. And so because we're wired for survival, it feels like it needs this, these things to survive. And so it's just understanding that it's not, we're not going to die if we remove ourselves from a toxic place. It's just like, that's how we operate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Changing your normal mm-hmm. and creating a new like normal. Rewiring and reprogramming your brain. Hmm. How do we overcome guilt and fear surrounding establishing boundaries everything comes down to how much self-worth you have and is this what i is this what i really think i deserve and that's a question that has helped me a lot when it comes to just accepting the bare minimum or just um catching myself in situations where i know i'm not supposed to be it's just asking myself like is this what i actually think i deserve and the answer is most likely not so i think our fear of letting go comes from the thought of what if I never find anything better and I I don't want to end up ultimately alone whether it's like a relationship or a job like everything just there's always a fear behind the decisions we make or or we don't and it I think it all comes down to I just don't want to be alone and for me that's been you know a constant fear of like I don't want to end up alone so I'm gonna stay here for a little longer or what if when I let go I don't find anything better and so I already have this so I just might as well stay here but I think that again it comes down to your self-worth and asking yourself like why would you think that you don't deserve any better you know like why why do you think that there's nothing better out there for you like God or the universe or whatever you want to call it like never replaces what leaves your life with something worse it it's always just something better it's always for your greatest good everything that happens to us it's always just something better and 
the universe again or god or whatever you want to call it i'm gonna say god never says no it either says like yes not yet or i have something better and so mm -hmm. that for me has brought me a lot of peace of like why you know like why do i think that i would end up alone if i have some so many good things to offer but again you yeah you can't you can't get to that point until you like fully love yourself and truly believe that you're a catch like you said so yeah i think a lot of it too is like we are so hard on ourselves mm -hmm. and we're not that hard on other people yeah. and just being like if this were my best friend mm -hmm. would i genuinely believe she's never gonna find someone better yeah yeah and like if i I think if I were to say that to my best friend, she would, like, stop talking to me forever. And so why would I say those things to myself? Like, if I sat there with my best friend and be like, yeah, stay with that toxic-ass man because you're never going to find anyone better. Like, what makes you think that you deserve someone better? Like, she would, like, slap me in the face or my sister. And so why would I say those things to myself? Like, how does it make it okay? So, yeah, it's super important. Yeah, it's it's definitely hard. I think I still struggle with, like negative self-talk or yeah. like having one negative thought and then going down a negative thought loop yeah. and I'm like in traffic and I'm like oh she's gonna hate me because I'm late because I hate being late to stuff mm -hmm. my th thoughts were like yeah. like moving too fast and I was kind of just spiraling and I started having so much anxiety when we were recording and that was why I was like I need I to take a deep breath take a step back and ask myself is any of this real that's like happening in my head mm. I like came in the studio we started recording it was no big deal but like I think a lot of the times we create narratives in our heads mm. about ourselves or people around us or what we're experiencing and it's not really a reflection of reality most mm. of the time so like I think a good question when you're not in your self-worth and you're overthinking is asking yourself is this true how can I really know this is true? And uh, and that that's super important. And I feel like it all comes back to the way that we're wired. And because we're wired for survival for our brain, it's just way much easier to, you know, picture a scenario, even if it's the best case scenario or worst case scenario, because it's constantly thinking that we are going to keep surviving by following a certain, you know, certain instructions that our brain is giving us. Again, whether it's positive talk or negative self-talk it's like we are wired for survival so our brain is just constantly looking for the survival scenario but then it's coming back to yourself and be i'm surviving right now like i'm alive right now like shut up i'm alive right now so yeah yeah our brains are always like creating problems that yeah. aren't real problems yeah but it when you understand that it is just problems t for you to feel safe and it's actually trying to take care of you then that's like the most beautiful part is like thank you for trying to take care of me but actually the way that i want to take care of myself is in another way mm -hmm. that's yeah. so beautiful mm. i always ask my guests to ask their followers to ask them questions for a speed round q a so we're gonna pull those up how do you learn to trust your intuition i think it's super important to regulate your nervous system because sometimes we don't know how to differentiate like anxiety and gut feelings and so for me it it has been just to build a peaceful environment for myself to the point where I just like I don't feel anxiety anymore and then when I know I'm not feeling anxiety then know when it's my gut feeling and my intuition like I your body really does speak to you and whenever I'm talking with a guy that I know is not good for me my anxiety is just like through the roof 
like to the point where I just can't do anything because all I'm thinking is about like this guy, this guy, this guy, because the anxiety is just really bad. And it's going to look different for everyone because obviously you're in a relationship, but like that doesn't mean that you don't feel anxiety for other things. So I think it's just like regulating your nervous system however that works for you like some people do tapping i can't do tapping some people do breathing some people do journaling i talk with myself until like i let everything out and then i just feel so much better so i think just regulate your nervous system to the point where you're calm you're not feeling anxious anymore and you still have that like intuitive like thought or gut feeling and then that's when it's most likely like yeah totally Mm -hmm. i think a lot of it is regulating your nervous system knowing anxiety yells at you it's like oh my gosh all these things are happening it's like so chaotic Mm -hmm. whereas intuition is a very quiet firm voice inside of you Mm -hmm. and it's like you should do this it's gentle yeah anxiety is just super loud and it really does affect like your whole entire body um it literally like it makes you sick to your stomach like i and this is another thing that i want to comment on but yeah anxiety is just really loud and gut feelings i feel like you just like feeling them in the back of your mind where it's like they're not bothering you but it's kind of just like an you know be careful or like do this or do that it's just like they're kind of just there to like warn you or speak to you and not in just like this overwhelming way where anxiety is just like extremely overwhelming but what i wanted to say is to never judge someone else's emotions if you've never been through them because the moment that you judge them you're gonna go through them and that that was anxiety for me I I grew up not understanding what anxiety was almost like judging it to the point where it was like what it doesn't it's not a real thing like it doesn't exist I really did not know what it was until I started feeling it myself and then I was like fuck like it's actually a thing don't judge emotions that you haven't been through just don't like if someone else is going through them it's probably because they're going through them or if if they're just saying it to, you know, have attention, let them have attention. Like, what's what's wrong with, you know, just leave everyone just be. A very big advice would be just to not judge emotions you haven't been through. Yeah. I think a lot of the time, too, we are so quick to judge someone else's experience if it's different than our own. Mm-hmm. And just knowing when that comes up, like, okay, I'm not a bad person for, like, starting to judge this person. Yeah. But I can stop myself and be like, wait. I don't actually know. Mm-hmm. I don't know them. I don't know their life. I don't know all the experiences that have led to this moment. And when you get to that mindset, you stop taking everything personally, too. Yeah. It's like nothing is personal. Yeah. And you realize people are just like, everyone is doing the best they can, mm-hmm. which is like so peaceful. Just yeah, being like, oh, that person who was really rude to me, like it has nothing to do with me. Yeah. And it, it makes you super understanding to the point where like now I'm just kind of in this mindset of like every single judgment or opinion towards me is just a confession of themselves you know of like of the way they were raised the things that they're going through and I think that I'm able to realize that now because of how happy I am and because of how non-judgmental I am because of how happy I am so I I am so happy and I enjoy what I do and what I'm doing and where I'm at in life so much right now that I don't feel the need to judge anyone or make anyone feel bad but it has not always been that way and I recognize that the times where I've been at my worst is because I wasn't going through a very good time like personally but now that I'm at my best I'm going through a very good time personally where I just like let people be I'm not affected by opinions I'm not affected by judgments 
So I know that when someone judges me or when someone has an opinion towards me, it's probably because they're not doing good. Because if they were doing good, they would understand how good that feels, just like I do. And they wouldn't feel the need to make me feel something that they're not feeling. So, right. They would just let you sense. do you. Yeah. Like, they'd just be like, let her do her. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just like I am right now. But I've, I haven't always been this way. But that was when I was at my worst. So, yeah. Okay, my last speed round question <laughs> is you mentioned that you just dropped out of college I and did. that's a huge decision <laughs> do you want to talk more about that yeah um and I feel like it's it's been a little more normalized now but for me especially from where I come from where it's like Hispanic family like full-on you have to go to college and then after that you have to find a corporate job just like very conservative and you know you have to go to school then college and then corporate job and then you get married and then you have to live at your house until you get married it's just like the way that you grew up there and so for me to make that decision and be kind of like the rebel of the family of like this is not I want to move out at 20 and then I want to drop out of college and then I want to be traveling and so for the whole family it was kind of just like a okay you know like kind of just a process of, of acceptance but I am super blessed that my parents have always been extremely supportive and have always like prioritized me and my sister's happiness over everything else. And so at the time, they did see me struggle of like, it's really not making her happy. Like I literally sat there with them and be like, I'm not happy. And I just sobbed for the next six hours just explaining them as to why. Like, I'm not happy. I feel lonely. I don't have any friends. I feel like I'm wasting my time. You know, I'm not learning anything that I'm going to use. Like Just giving them so many reasons as to why that they kind of understood and now that they see me so happy my dad was in LA like two days ago I think yesterday I only saw him for like five hours and I was just so excited telling him about like I recorded at Spotify and like uh showing him the little Polaroids and like the episodes I was just so happy he was just he was not even looking at what I was showing him but he was looking at how happy I was and he was like you seem so happy and I'm like I am like I am and it's because of the decision that you allowed me to make so um it's definitely not for everyone and it's definitely a decision that could go wrong in a lot of ways but all I know is that I'm happy now and for me I know that I I speak from a very privileged position where I'm like my parents were supportive and they allowed me to make the decision where it's like I know a lot of people that want to drop out of college that maybe don't have that support from their parents and are forced to stay so it's definitely not a relatable thing that I can just like speak and like drop out of college if that's what makes you happy I know that I'm super privileged but then at the same time I having the privilege that I have privilege that I have I feel this responsibility of like now that I have the privilege to drop out of college I'm gonna make my message and voice even louder and that's why I'm here recording with you and recording with all of these amazing people where it's like now that I have the time I really want to you know invest time in my purpose and I feel like it's a, it's I dropped out like two weeks ago and in those two weeks I've been on the charts and I've been recording with amazing people and I like flew to LA and recorded at Spotify and all of these amazing things and so many things keep happening like behind the scenes that I'm just like I'm aligned you know you just know when you're when you're aligned and when you're not too so I'm so proud of you yeah thank that's you so, so much beautiful. that means the world yeah I think that's a great place to end yeah Thank you guys so much for listening. Mm -hmm. This was such a great episode and honestly just a very grounding one. I feel like I got a lot from this too where I'm like, okay, like I'm going to I'm going to go put some of these things into action. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. And make sure to check out our episode on I Miss Me too.